at Kitty's place I should have been a cowboy I should have learned to roll Welcome back to the morning show. Hope you all are doing all right on this this sad morning for a lot of patriots out there. With the news coming out yesterday, country music star Toby Keith has passed away. He was 62 years old, battling stomach cancer. This news happening early this morning. I'll read a quick statement from his Facebook page before we jump right to our next special guest. He fought his fight with grace and courage. They're asking for privacy, of course, with his family at this time. He experienced um, this for a while. This was a battle, and ultimately it would take him out. But again, what's very interesting to see is the love that this man had for his country is really the takeaway and the legacy of Toby Keith. Of course, you could already expect the drive-by media taking cheap shots at the late country music legend, describing him as overtly political and too patriotic. Oh, he was a patriot. Now here to join the program, Congressman Tim Burchett, District 2 on our phone line. Congressman, welcome back to the morning show. How are you? I'm well. It makes me, reminds me of when my dad, right before he died, he was in the nursing home. He's a World War II veteran. And I was the mayor of Knox County, and I just fought the big boys on a big tax and spend issue, and I won. And they were just blistering me in the press. And my daddy grunted out. He said, do you really want that bunch for you? I mean, of course, the national media is going to take a cheap mm-hmm. shot at Toby Keith. He was a patriot. There's no question. I mean, that just shows you the dirtbags they are. Yep. What they, I mean, think, imagine them getting a cheap shot at Al Sharpton or somebody like that. I mean, come on. Think it's, back it's to fun. right after 9-11 with that 2002 song, courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue released right yeah. after the attack. I mean, that made him a household name, and I was listening to it, Congressman, driving into work. You get chills, and you think, whatever happened between now and then, and then for them to attack him based on his patriotism, post what happened on 9-11, it's pretty appalling. Yeah, well, it's, it's just, I mean, look who they support for president. Yeah. I mean, my gosh, they are so much, they're anarchists. They do not like this country. They don't like our veterans. They don't like patriotism. They don't like all the things that that you're that I'd say ninety nine point nine percent of your listeners like, and um, and they're miserable people. Mm-hmm. And that's just the bottom line. All right, let's talk about the Senate bipartisan deal that is expected to boost border security in Ukraine. Well, I guess it's supposed to be our southern border, but it doesn't appear that way. In a meeting last no. night with Republicans, Minority Leader Mitch McConnell reportedly recommended voting no, which would be a switch because him and James Langford have been proponents of this bill. Um, before we jump into some of the reaction, your takeaway with a bill that would give $60 billion more dollars to Ukraine, only $20 billion for our own U.S. southern border. Unbelievable. It's a nightmare. It's. It really is unbelievable. The um, uh, you know, only thing I can think of, I always talk about people being compromised in this business. And this is a clear, you can see the fingers of the National Chambers of Commerce. Remember, they supported a bunch of Pelosi's lieutenants, about 14 of them, and kept the Democrats in the majority. They have, um, uh, you know, they all they want is cheap or free labor, somebody to work on your roof if they fall off. They've got nothing. They've got no lawyer. They've got. They can't go to the to law enforcement because they're afraid they'll be deported. 
that it, it's clearly them, their involvement in this thing. And they have killed every chance we've ever had of having meaningful, um, you know, something that you and I and most of your listeners would agree on could work. It, you're right. It allows for um, over, it allows for 5,000 a day. And the, and the left will tell you, well, it's just the trigger. And I told, I told CNN yesterday, I was on with Jake Tapper, I said, so 4,999 is okay with you. You know, it, it just, this thing does not work. It is, it is, they want to destroy this country. They want to destroy our culture. They want, you know, they say, well, how are they going to throw an election, Merchant? These people can't vote. I said, the hell they can't. That's what mail-in ballots are about. Mm-hmm. You don't show an ID on a mail-in ballot, and everybody knows it. And this thing is just, it, it's out of control. The left is laughing. The National Chamber of Commerce, it's the uniparty. Look, they just want to stay in power. They do not care the outcome of this country, and they will destroy us. And it's in the and that gamut, 20 million so-called evangelical Christians decided to stay home last time because of a mean tweet. And this is yeah. the kind of stuff we're getting. We are going to lose our country. This is not some Archie Bunker, thin full hat wearing redneck. This is the reality of where we are in this country. We better wake up top to bottom from our federal races to our local uh, city councils, county commissions, school boards. I think COVID showed us exactly what the what their agenda is, and we're asleep at the switch. There's there's no question. Wondering if you got booked and scheduled on CNN before or after Senator James Langford, because he also made his debut on CNN and went after people like you, Republicans that would yeah. say that if you do rubber stamp this bill and allow these illegals to come into our country, that they cannot vote. And Elon Musk made a lot of news over the weekend because he said this bill would do that take a listen want to get your reaction to james langford on cnn last night cut 12 here's a claim being circulated on twitter or x by elon musk who posted quote the long-term goal of the so-called border security bill is enabling illegals to vote it will do the total opposite of securing the border unquote now i know that elon musk is not an expert on illegal immigration or the border but he has a huge megaphone um he does explain what he's talking about here is he wrong uh, well, I, I think he needs to go back to doing the two million Teslas that are currently being recalled right now to be able to focus in on that. No, it's not focused on trying to be able to get more illegals to vote. That's absurd uh, in the process. On it, it is uh, against the law for anyone that is not a citizen of the United States to be able to vote in the United States in any federal election. That remains so. Obviously, we're not dealing with that. Your response to that? Well, that's a lot of good, well-intentioned so-called conservatives get kind of caught up in it and their idealistic views. Obviously, you're dealing with the left, who is not trustworthy, who will sell this country out and has consistently done so. And this is just another example. $60 billion for Ukraine. It, the largest single benefactor in this bill will be Ukraine. Um, and then they, they go down to Israel, $14 billion on the other end of it. And so, and that's what they keep pushing out. Oh, it's aid for Israel. It's aid for our border. And it is none of those things. Mm-hmm. It provides for more attorneys. You know, this is what happens when well-intentioned, nice people get into politics. Man, this thing is a street fight, and people yeah. better wake up. Yeah. This is, I always tell people, Jesus didn't ask them to leave the temple. That government, he threw them out of the temple. And we better take control of this temple because we are losing our dadgum country, and this is a perfect example of it. You got somebody who's a 
at the pinnacle of conservatism, I guess. And then they, they, they do this and, the, and we are in, we are in real trouble. We are in real trouble. This thing won't, I hope, I hope Speaker Johnson doesn't bring it out, bring it, even bring it up for a vote. Yeah. And, and it doesn't have anything to do with Trump. That damn it. Trump got into it. He saw it. He just said it was a bad bill. He wouldn't vote for it. And then <laughs> we've been saying it was a bad bill for weeks, for weeks. And then the left seizes upon that. Oh, you're doing whatever Trump says. I, you know, he hasn't called me about this. He hasn't sent me a text. He generally, they send me a text on some, on stuff like this. If it's something that he's, he's concerned about. He just made a statement, and that's all. And he said it was a terrible bill, and he was correct. It is a terrible bill. Congressman Tim Burchett on our phone lines. We don't have you for much longer, so I'll give you the last minute and a half because you've got to get back to work for the people in District 2. Um, I was watching a video released by you on X last night, and on some positive note, some legislation combating human trafficking, which we know is a huge problem here in our country. Making any progress, I know we don't have a lot of time, but... Let's end positive. Yeah, the bill is um, will not probably go anywhere in the Senate. They're not going to. They will not admit the Democrats. And same with fentanyl. These moms, you see, I met with a girl I went to high school with last week. That was, um, you know, she'd lost her kid to fentanyl. He took something that was labeled as something else, and and the kid died. And it's happened time and time again. And the reason they won't pass these bills in the Senate, they have to admit, they have to admit they've got a problem at our southern border. I met with the narcotics agents yesterday over the association. They said 100%, 100% is coming over our southern border, and they can trace it directly to the cartels and trace it back to China. Our National Chambers of Commerce, once again, they need to get involved, and they need to do the right thing, and we need to defund them. If you're a member of a local Chamber of Commerce, you need to ask them what affiliation they have with the National Chamber of Commerce, and they need to pull their support. Because this is the kind of stuff these left-wingers get involved with, like our colleges and our campuses, that 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 they say, and you say, end on a positive note, I'll end on a positive note. Get off your butt, get registered to vote, and take back our country. If you're sitting on your butt on election day watching The View, asking God what you need to do, I guarantee you, he's saying, don't stay at home, get out and take back this country. Because if you don't, we will lose it. This election is pivotal in the history of this country and where we need to go. The media, the Marxists, a lot of the left wing wants to destroy this country. It is not your grandparents' Democrat Party anymore. All right, Thank you, and please keep telling the truth. All right, you too. Congressman Tim Burchett, appreciate him dropping by the morning show. How great is he? And he's right. He dropped by CNN last night. We need Congress people to, to go to adversarial media and adversarial hosts because the truth is just not getting out there. He did refer to President Trump and President Trump recently has come under fire because he is using this border as a political weapon to help him win in November. That is not true. Trump is a deal maker, and he explains this. He sat down with Newsmax last night. Here's what he had to say at Senate. Well, it's hard to believe because I think it probably would mean the end of their career. This is a, a Democrat trap. It's a trap for Republicans that would be so stupid, so foolish to sign a bill like this. This bill can't be signed. And it's not only that, it's massive amounts of money going out of town, as we say, going out of town, billions and billions and billions of dollars. And uh, it's so bad on the border. I've never seen anything like it. Actually, it's one of the worst, 
One of the dumbest bills I've ever seen. I think it's. Mm -hmm. It is one of the dumbest bills. And what they would do by rubber stamping this quote unquote bipartisan bill would give them the opportunity. It would be an off ramp. It would be the golden parachute for the Democratic Party, which is a party of open borders. So he's smarter than them. Unfortunately, we have a lot of wish-washy Republicans. I wouldn't even call them Republicans that are, well, okay with that and putting Joe Biden, not Trump, back in office. We'd love to hear from you guys. 901-260-5926. Our number again, 901-260-5926. We are going to open up the phone line because the mainstream media and leftists across the country will be attacking Toby Keith. And we aren't doing that, obviously. He was a patriot. It's interesting. I was talking to Todd. Did you know this? You probably did because you guys listen to the national show from 11 to 2. Keith's hit song, American Ride, has been the theme song for the Todd Starn Show since its inception. So we'll talk to Todd about that as well. 901-260-5926. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the morning show. Glad to have you guys on the program. We have something really exciting to tell you guys about. You guys know, of course, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. And we have partnered up with a couple different incredible businesses here across the Mid-South to for the guys out there that may be in the doghouse, this is your this is your sure way out of it. But if you're not in the doghouse, I don't care. If you show up empty-handed on the 14th of February, It's over for you for at least a week. So what we've done is partnered with a couple different businesses. We've had some of them on the show. We're getting ready to have another one of these businesses on the show at 750 this morning. That would be Spa Collierville. Think of that for the lady in your life. So if you are our third caller, all right, this is how it's going to work. And I'll give you the instructions in one second. You are entered into a drawing where you will get selected to win a dozen flowers over at Pew's. Think the red, red, vibrant roses. The daffodils. I don't know what the ladies like. Get the red roses. Digital's candies. A $100 gift certificate at Spa Collierville. Or a $50 gift card from the Nutrition Bar in East Memphis. Have you guys been over there? My boss right now is there grabbing a smoothie. He said, do you want the mango mama? I said, absolutely, I want the mango mama. So all of that to say, this is the pack that you want. Now, you're not going to get all four of those prizes. You're going to be selected in this big drawing that we're going to have on Monday. That would be next week. And you will be selected, if you are the lucky winner, to win one of these prizes. Again, from Dinchtels, Pew's Flowers, the spot over in Collierville, spot Collierville, or a $50 gift card from the Nutrition Bar. So stand by for instructions at the end of the segment for your name to be thrown in that drawing. So our mayor has, I guess, decided in his comms department that every Monday of the month, he's going to be sitting down with Fox 13. I don't really have an issue with that. We want to hear from our mayor and they have been great with us as well. I think we have a good relationship with Penelope. That is the comms director under the new Paul Young administration. So he sits down with Fox And the first question out of their mouths is, how on earth did you not arrest anybody that shut down commerce for two hours on Saturday? And here's what he had to tell them. Want you to take a listen here and cut number 22. 
so many times that our access to Memphis hospitals or excuse is, me, 21. That's it my was fault. shut down for a couple of hours. Yeah. No one was arrested and people are asking why. We know you're not in law enforcement. What are your thoughts on that? Was that the right thing? Yeah, well, well our goal was to make sure that there were no injury, injuries, that uh, traffic got back flowing. Uh, I want to commend uh, MPD, uh, the state highway patrol from both Arkansas and uh, Tennessee, Shelby County uh, Sheriff's Department, all worked together to ensure that everybody got off the bridge safely. And uh, the biggest thing for us was safety, and uh, we achieved it. So his top priority was public safety, and they did not want any injuries. And I want to ask him a very simple question, and I wish the anchors over at Fox 13 would have pushed back on that. What injuries are we talking about? Are we talking about the injuries of the pro-Hamas supporters on the bridge? Is that why you don't want to put them in cups and in the back of the car? Or the thousands and thousands of people that were left stranded on the interstate for hours? In Cut 22, you'll hear from an Arkansas EMS spokesperson. They had to get uber creative. They actually had to almost implement a boat because they could not with the helicopters because of the rain that was in the area Saturday, if you recall, it was super gloomy outside. Get the helicopter off the landing pad and go over and pick up a woman who is having an emergency on the interstate. Cut 22. So anytime that our access to Memphis hospitals is inhibited and that creates a significant risk to the community health because our local hospitals don't have critical care. Hudson Hollum is the director of the Crittenden County EMS and said thankfully because of the issues with the bridges in the past, they do have a plan in place. We immediately implemented our emergency action plans for limited access across the river. Hollum said the timing was tough because right when the bridge was blocked, there was a spike in calls. And with the forecast Saturday changing once the sun went down, they were almost not able to get the helicopter in the air. It's a factor that everyone else was not really probably thinking of, but there was rain and weather moving in, which restricts flight capability of air transport services. So we, at that point, would have to consider transporting further into the state or we do have a last resort option to utilize a boat to get across the river if we need to. In Saturday's case, there was one person who had a medical emergency in the traffic jam, and Holm said they were forced to get creative by landing a helicopter in a truck way station. It's just a scenario you don't plan for that you may land a helicopter a half a mile from the bridge and one mile from the hospital. You just have to think. This is insane. So they were almost going to have to deploy a boat to go across the Mississippi from Arkansas into Memphis to help this woman who was having an emergency on the middle of the interstate during this pro-Hamas protest. And they knew, again, these pro-Hamas supporters, what they were doing. I was watching some audio. They went Facebook Live during this march up the bridge. And I want you to take a listen to this because you'll hear one of the activists say, we've got legal bills Ready to go. We've got the legal team on standby. We've got bail already money if we are arrested. And then throws the entire police department under the bus. Bus. Take a listen. Cup 14. While they turn around, we finally did it. We got the bridge. Every other state has been doing shutting down bridges while we're walking back. We've got it. We've got it covered. We've got bail. We've got legal aid at all. Every other state. Yes. All right. We did it, y'all. MVP shut down the f***ing Arkansas Bridge, y'all. 
first time since 2016. Everyone tell CJ, let her know. We got, you got played. Y'all didn't think MVP had it in us, did you? We will cost this city $20 million. They're disgusting. But really, what is even more disgusting is the fact that our mayor, Paul Young, and police chief catered to this small group of activists. And believe me, they're no friends of you guys. As you just said, we had to bleep it out because they were calling the police chief, C.J. Davis, very, very nasty things. The priorities of this administration really concern me, and we tried to be patient. But on that note, let's go to break. Caller number three. If you are caller number three, you are going to get your name thrown in a drawing to win a dozen roses of Pew's flowers or Dinstral's candies, or you could be the recipient of a $100 gift card at Spa Collierville. And then, as I just said, a $50 gift card from the Nutrition Bar in East Memphis. You be caller number three, and we'll get you connected in that drawing for next week. 901-260-5926. Our number again, 901-260-5926. More on the other side with one of the great radio broadcasters in the country. It would be Mary Walter of the Mary Walter Podcast. She joins the show up next. I just had a pleasant encounter with my boss, station owner Todd Starnes, who just gifted me multiple, multiple liquids from the Nutrition Bar, which has partnered up with us for Valentine's Day. One of the gifts you could win a $50 gift card over at the Nutrition Bar if you are one of our lucky callers. We'll explain how that works in one second. I'm holding in my hand the the Mango Mama. This looks like a shake. And then in my other hand, I have collagen water. It's only 20 calories. I like that. Collagen is good for your skin. They tell me anyhow. Oh, this is exciting. So let's go to our phone lines real quick before we get to Mary. Mary Walter on standby. Dana was our third caller. Dana, good morning. Welcome to the morning show. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Ben? Thank you. I've got to ask, are you in love this Valentine's Day, Dana, or are you still searching? Still searching, so does it count if girls like me without one of them, their boyfriend or husband thingies, do something nice to ourselves for Valentine's Day? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, (laughs) we're going to put you on hold. They've got your information, which is good, and we'll let Mary Walter, host of the Mary Walter podcast, answer for Dana. Mary, welcome to the morning show. You heard the question. Can a woman... So she she has not found love yet, uh-huh, but can uh-huh. she still celebrate the 14th of February and maybe get one of these prizes like I just threw out and hmm. give it to herself? I think that's well, fine. I think that that's totally fine. And you go, girl. You do you. That's fine. Why not celebrate yourself? I you think know, that's wonderful. What's interesting, I pulled this headline real quick, um, and it was an op-ed, and it the, the, this was a feminist author, and she said, Valentine's Day. What is a feminist to do. And she goes on to write, for years, I wasn't quite sure what to do with the fact that I do like Valentine's Day. So she poses the question to her readers, are feminists allowed to like it? 
And she goes on to write, it's not hard to see why Valentine's Day is problematic for many feminists. Celebrated traditionally, Valentine's Day magnifies many of the very systems of domination that we work to critique and dismantle. Take a second. Can I just say that getting up in the morning is problematic for many feminists? (laughs) Everything in life is problematic for many feminists. (laughs) The the white liberal women are the most miserable creatures on the face of the planet. Nobody wants to be around them. That's why they travel in gaggles. Yes. Um, That's why, like, the view makes everyone miserable. And and I'm dumber at the end of it because it's like hanging out with a group of liberal women. So, of course, they have a problem with Valentine's Day because they're single and miserable because they hate men. And now they're, and many of them, and I'm sure you've seen the videos making the rounds on X mm-hmm. that they, they post them they post them on TikTok which I'm not part of but they wander over to X making fun of them is they're suddenly realizing well nobody wants to date me I don't, I don't like any of these men like they want they yeah. want a masculine man but they want a masculine man who won't vote for Trump like they want a masculine man who's a liberal democrat soy boy it doesn't work <laughs> that way you can't have yeah, you both. Can't have what both they want ways. doesn't exist. And and so now they're getting older and they're starting to realize, oh, this plan isn't coming together. Yes, of course the plan isn't coming together because you're an idiot. Yeah. So I'm not well, surprised that they hate Valentine's Day. Well, to be, to be fair, Valentine's Day is for single people, right? Single people and people just dating. Maybe first couple of years of marriage. That's about it. Once you've been down, you know, like once you've been in a relationship and you're grinding along for like 10 years, Valentine's Day is like, oh, happy Valentine's Day. And that that's it. Like, it's not a thing. Here's what I'm noticing with a lot of my single girlfriends out there. They want to date a guy that would be pulled right out of the 1950s, right? He is opening the door. He's yes. picking up the bill, but they don't want to act like they're in the 1950s. Exactly. AKA, they don't want to do any chores, which is whatever, fine, but don't expect him to act like he's right in the 1960s because you don't want to cook. That's controversial. Well, well, so and you don't even the, have to cook. Go ahead. Sorry, so here's the thing. So my husband opens the door for me every time, everywhere we go, mm-hmm. always opens the door for me. But in exchange, and listen, he also cooks dinner. So tonight when I have my podcast, 7.15 Eastern Time, Mary Walter Radio on YouTube. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice plug. And, well done. You're an expert. Um, but, but so when I have my podcast tonight, he, even though he's working all day, he's going to make dinner. Right. So last night, I so every Monday I have a TV hit on Newsmax between four thirty and five o'clock on the Chris Salcedo show. <laughs> um, so he makes dinner on Monday nights, yeah. but then I clean up. So it's 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 a it's a give and take. If you want him to act like a gentleman, you have to act like a lady. That doesn't necessarily mean that all the laundry is on you. That doesn't necessarily mean that all the grocery shopping and all of the, the making of dinner is on you. Because women today are now working. Women in the nineteen fifties weren't working. Opening a door takes. What, 10 seconds? 10 seconds. Making a dinner requires going to the grocery store. You got to prepare the food. You got to make the food. Doing that, you know, seven days a week is a little bit of a different commitment. So I think you can navigate it. You can get what you want, but you have to be willing to give and take. And some people are not willing to do that. They want yeah. just want to take. Oh, well, I'm glad we talked about that because it's come up in my conversations with my friends. So let's lay that to rest and let's talk some politics. Okay, so there was some new polling that came out that spells bad news for the Biden administration. It's pretty unbelievable. CBS did it, or NBC, excuse me. It's showing right now Trump's largest lead over Biden, and they've been doing these polls since 2020. And back in 2020, Biden was up over 20%. The biggest there was that Trump was a threat to democracy. All of that has changed. And you're looking right now, 
73% of Americans say the U.S. is on the wrong track. Up 17 with whites. Trump winning now with Hispanics. Also, it looks like he's making massive inroads with black voters as well. And I saw you tweet this out, and I thought it was important to share. This is how the black community is responding to a Trump v. Biden matchup. Cut one. If President Trump came here to the South Bronx, would you attend the rally? Of course. I would want to meet Trump. I want to shake his hand. He's the only president that I see that can ever make America great again. He's capable of doing that. I would love to go to a rally with Donald Trump come. Because I'm a big Donald Trump supporter. And I would support him 100%. Oh, yeah, definitely we're going to show him love. We're going to show him a lot of love. And, you know, like they do in other states. We definitely need to see Trump here. There's nothing but love for Donald Trump here in the South Bronx, the North Bronx, the East Bronx, and the West Bronx. So, you tell me... We want... Trump to come back, please, bro. Biden, get out of here, bro. All right, let me jump in here. So in that NBC polling... So the Bronx, that's hilarious. He was up (laughs) in the category of crime. Crime is destroying the black community, and there's clearly one solution to many of these voters. Yeah, well, yeah, here's the thing. This the the reason when when you talk about the whole poll, right? This is why you're seeing the comments and the main and the state-run media now pivoting to well, they're going to try to they're going to hang the border and the crime associated with the border on Republicans because they don't want this quote-unquote border bill, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why this is happening now. This is why suddenly the Democrats like wait, there's a border. Oh, and there's a there's a crisis at the border. Why didn't anyone tell us? Let's, well, you want to fix it, so right. let's fix it. And they give us this crummy bill, right? Mm-hmm. There's a, this horrific bill, which someone just um just sent to me this morning. Let me see here. Uh, sent this to me on X. So the bill here's what it says: Aliens described in subsection blah 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 from non-contiguous countries shall not be included in calculating the sum of aliens encountered. So what that says, buried deep into this bill, when they talk about the five thousand encounters, that's only Mexicans and um, from non-continuous countries. Yeah, Mexicans and Canadians will be counted. Everybody else is not encountered in that five thousand. That is absolutely insane. So is the end for purposes of paragraph two. The secretary shall not activate the border emergency authority during the first calendar year after the effective date for more than 270 calendar days. So during the first year that this bill is signed into law, you can't activate it like there, there can't be an, a quote unquote emergency activated. So it's literally just their their golden parachute, right? To it's, save it's them in November, stay the same, yeah. right? To try, to, right? To try because what they know that this is a crummy bill, and they know that Republican they're they're gonna they can use the state run media to paint Republicans as being against this, and they don't want to fix the border. When it, and the and the media is gonna lie to us about what's in it. And then these Republicans, I've met James Langford before. I am. Mary, I am shocked. He was the last guy I expected this from. Maybe I shouldn't be. Really? Nah. I'm, All right. So I he, am kind of shocked. The, I've never met him, so you know, you have, I haven't. Judging from what I see on the telly, um, <laughs> seems a little bit of a soy boy. Just saying. Okay. Okay. Can, it just can, comes across that way to me. Doesn't come across as the tough. You know, doesn't come across as a no. You know, like a Toby Keith. You know what I mean? Rest in peace. You know. So sad. So sad. Right. Can we talk about that real quick? The left's yes, reaction to the passing of this country music star. Again, shows the state of our country. It, more than anything, shows how much they don't really hate Toby Keith. They hate America, and he was emblematic of that. 
So here's the thing. I went and I looked a little bit, took a little bit of gander, walk around the uh, the, the uh, news pages, and a lot of them talked about his con- the controversy because there was controversy with the song um, brought to you courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue, and that was because um, uh, what's his name didn't like it, didn't want to play uh, Jennings, didn't want to play at the um, they had some kind of show for it. I, I vaguely remember it, and so they, they he didn't want to play because it, it was too it was deemed too violent, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. But I will say that pretty much even CNN, which I'm looking at right now, uh, talks about how he performed hundreds of shows for U.S. service members abroad, and as well as events for Donald Trump, Barack Obama, George Bush. He sometimes gifted wounded veterans with wheelchairs at his concerts, self-described third-generation Democrat, uh, claimed it, told CNN in 2010 that his supportive service members had nothing to do with politics. Wow. He said there's not one single thing political about supporting the troops. No. Now, did some say he was overtly uh, political? Yes. But... I got to tell you, I didn't read into it as much trashing of him as I thought I was going to see. Hmm, that's interesting. Little At least that was now. my take on it. You know, yeah. HuffPo just said he died. You know, they put the post up from his family. Um, they just said he had stomach cancer. Put the, and then they put um, a, a video of him playing for the troops. Huh. All right. Kay. With it. You, so I got to give him a pass on that one. Okay, good. Um, so real quick, Mary, uh, because we're running out of time. You mentioned your show tonight on YouTube. Get her? Yes. My YouTube, boss. Is it true that my boss is dropping by your show? Yes, I'm so excited. So I love to have guests who are political and then sometimes put them in non-political topics, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I've, that that to me is always a lot of fun. We'll get we'll get a little bit of politics out of Todd, but uh, he's got a new book coming out. We're going to talk about that. There is so much more to Todd than there than politics. So we're going to find out a little bit about who is Todd Starnes tonight. So it's a it super airs- fun format. It's it so is. fun. Grace I've watched Baker it. was with me. Grace was with me. We'll have to get you on. Can Grace I? Was- can I send you over questions to ask Todd? You know him Absolutely. longer than I. Absolutely. But I know him in a different capacity as one of his employed. So I. So think great. That's fine. I, I'm gonna text you. I'm gonna live tweet you during this broadcast. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Or you can just leave them on the screen. Anybody can ask questions. Anybody can send questions. If you're watching live on YouTube or Getter, you can participate by typing in questions and comments. And then we put them up on the screen. I love and it. And then he gets, he gets to answer them. The audio is also available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify afterwards. You just search for Mary Walter Radio on Getter, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And it's 6.15 your time, 7.15 my time. And just a quick thing here. I know we're running out of time, so I'm talking really fast. Grace texted me and says her husband cooks dinner on Mondays, too, and she cleans up. She says, I cook most of the time, but he is designated <laughs> chores. He's in charge. Of, so. Thank you. All right, everyone. Go check out Mary's stuff. You can follow her on X. Mary Walter Radio. Mary, thanks for dropping by. And welcome back to the morning show. Of course, news coming out early this morning. Country music star Toby Keith has passed away, age 62, battling stomach cancer. This coming from his family's Facebook page. He fought his fight with grace and courage. And he was a patriot, wasn't he? Yeah. Want to welcome in another patriot, Bob Hendry. Bob, welcome back to the morning show. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. So it's great to be here. <laughs> we're going to pivot from patriotism to spas. That's this right. is very exciting because 
We have a large, large female audience. Let me be very clear. Large as in, because we're going to get in trouble. We have a massive female audience in News Talk Radio. News Talk is typically dominated by male listeners. Ours is very different. So they like things like spas. They like things like anything dealing with self-care. Yes. Right? And looking great. Yes. Absolutely. So you guys might not not know this, but Bob and his wife have a business, and it's been around here for what, 15 years? Yeah, we've been in business for almost 15 years now. Yeah. Spot Collierville. So it started 15 years ago. Wife's interest, and then it turned into a business? Yes. Uh, one, of, one of the great figures in Memphis, uh, Tracy's hairdresser, Lyle Phillips, who passed away recently, uh, encouraged her uh, as a nurse to start thinking about doing Botox. And uh, that was the that was the beginning of a long journey that has brought us to where we are now. So it's so much. I was on your website, and while we're talking, I want you guys to jump on your phone, not if you're driving, but if you're at home, <laughs> go to spotcargerville.com, and you'll see all of the things that they offer. But it's not just Botox. You have things like immune boost infusions, mm-hmm. laser skincare, hair removal, microneedling, Spider vein therapy, things that I didn't even know exist, but I can tell you my mom does. Well, you and me both, brother. I mean, this is, <laughs> this is not a man's world for the most part. And, uh, uh, but we, we do. We offer pretty much full-service medical aesthetics as well as massage and facials and, and nails. But our emphasis is on, uh, on pampering and helping ladies in, increase their, their natural beauty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a lot of my young friends, this is interesting. I was out downtown Saturday, and we were grabbing a couple drinks, and I looked over, and every single one of them had mani patties. Is that the hands or the feet? I don't know, Bob, but they had all of their nails done for Valentine's Day. I yeah. guess that's a big thing. So you do the nails as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Right. Manicures, pedicures, all of that. So you're not in the building, but you have a full staff, right? Or yeah, are generally you generally not. Uh, my <laughs> answering phone calls, maybe? My role is my role is pretty much uh, come in when something breaks and, and take care of that, but stay out of the way and let, the, let our ladies who are on our staff do their jobs. And they do a wonderful job. I was looking at your staff, and I think that is what is important about this. These are not just people that woke up one day and decided they want to do spas. They want to do these different type of facial treatments. They are therapists. They are registered nurse, as you just said. Yeah. Um, you've got a full team over there that yeah. are experts in their field. It, it's, a, it's kind of a family, uh, and uh, we've, we've been very selective with, uh, with our hiring and finding good people who are mature, very skilled at what they do, and have a lot of experience and it makes it fun and relaxing for our for our clients when they come in. What do you? And this is a side tangent, but it's relating to Valentine's Day. Yeah, guys have to step up, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. And and not just on the fourteenth, but we are talking about Valentine's month, which is February. Um, this is your opportunity to get out of the doghouse. Oh yeah, uh, this this is a big. Uh, first of all, we, you can order our gift cards online, which makes it easy. Mm-hmm. So uh, shift right to your house. Shift shift right to your house. Uh, the other thing that we do is, you know, guys don't know much about this sort of thing. You get flowers, you get candy, something like that. It, it's it's gone in a week, basically. Mm-hmm. But with a Spa Collierville gift card, uh, we open the door to that that lady coming in and being able to feel good about herself and get pampered on an ongoing basis, which is kind of nice. Also, to your point, roses, I love them, but they also are fleeting. Yeah. Chocolates, yeah. as you say, they're gone by the weekend. Yep. Yeah. This is going to separate you. 
from the other guys out right. there. It's a great compliment to anything else that you might want to think about for uh, for Valentine's Day or Mother's Day or any of the other days. We celebrate our, our the ladies in our lives. So they could call up the office yep. and mm-hmm. ask them questions. And what you're saying is they're going to walk through those guys out there yeah. with any question. Yeah, my my. My advice to guys who walk in the door when I see them and, and they're looking for a gift is, look, uh, we, we offer hundreds, literally hundreds of different kinds of services. Uh, get a gift card and let her decide what it is she'd like to do, and, uh, and she'll love you for it. Based in Collierville. Based in Collierville, right, behind the Chick-fil-A off of Poplar Avenue. Okay, good stuff. So what we're going to do, Bob, is maybe you heard this. We have a couple different businesses that have mm-hmm. all partnered up. You've got Dinstal, so we're covering the chocolates. Chocolates, yeah. We're doing Puce, so we're covering the petals out there. Flowers, yeah. And then as Todd brought all of this from the nutrition bar, look at all of these snacks he brought me. They're also partnering up with us and giving a $50 gift card, and you guys are as well. Yes. We a $100 gift card. We're offering a $100 gift card uh, through KWAM for a KWAM listener who calls in and gets their name selected. That's let's, exciting. Let's go. Let's go. All right. So last time we did caller number three, let's do caller number two. Two. Let's That's do good. two. All right. So you be caller number two. Your name is going to be thrown in this drawing to win one of these four products. So give us a phone call, 901-260-5926. Our number again, 901-260-5926. Last time we did this, we had a lot of callers, and they were wondering if it was over for them. No, we're going to be doing this throughout the morning show from now until Monday when we announce the big winner. And there's four prizes, so there's plenty to go around. Bob, thank you for dropping by. Real quick, I've got to throw off the website one more time. SpaCollierville.com? SpaCollierville.com. Easy to remember. All right, Bob. Thanks for dropping by. We'll grab coffee sometime, all right? Good to see you. Let's do it. All right, on the other side, Senator Brent Taylor is going to be phoning into the show. He is in Nashville at 8.35 this morning. New developments with legislation to crack down on pro-Hamas supporters commandeering our commerce. Just absolutely unacceptable. Also, getting some pushback by Memphis Mayor Paul Young, who says he will be enforcing those anti-police ordinances. We'll ask the senator about that because he's taking more legislation to Nashville. This says we are going to trump city ordinances that tie the hands of law enforcement. Also, Todd Starnes is going to be dropping by the show as well. So we have a jam-packed hour number two. We'll get to your calls as well. Our phone number, uh, 901-260-5926. Number again, 901-260-5926. Go grab some coffee. We'll be back in a minute. Getting colder, summer getting warmer. Tidal we've come across the Mexican border. Why back gallon is cheaper by the barrel? Just don't get busted singing Christmas carols. Welcome back to the morning show. Oh, hello, America. No, this is not. Todd is coming during my show. Todd, this is not the national show. Look at the clock. It's 8 o'clock in the morning. Oh, wow. It was. I thought it was early. Of course, that is 
Toby Keith's hit song, American Ride, which if it sounds familiar, that's because it is the theme song of the the national show, the Todd Starn show. How did you secure that deal? So this was not even my idea. I um, There was a guy that, that I knew for many, many years, a very good friend, uh, Frank Bruno. And uh, Frank was in charge of production at uh, Fox Radio in New York. And uh, they were putting together the imaging for the show. And uh, he, he called me in one day and he said, hey, uh, what do you think about this song? I think it really fits, you know, who you are. And, and he played it. And it was just like, I'm like, that's it. That that's the song that's the show and uh, the, the rest is history it's a sad it's it's a sad morning isn't it i mean we we talked on the phone a couple times since this news came out i think a lot of people just realized that he really um embodied american patriotism which seems to be dead in this country um it's 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 a tough one. I've had multiple message. People are really sad this morning. Toby Keith really, I think uh, his music and and he's one of the few guys, uh, you know. And it's kind of like in the talk radio uh, world, uh, most people have ghostwriters for their books and talk radio. Yeah. Uh, I write my own books. That's he wrote his own songs, and and that's very unusual in country music these days. And so I think he he embodied. The, the soul and captured the spirit of America, you know, in his writings, especially after 9-11. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Going to leave it there because, Todd, we've got a phone call that we've got to go to. We'll jump back to more headlines. Ryan is calling in. Ryan, you were caller number two when we threw out our phone lines to secure one of these cool packages with these local businesses that have teamed up with us for Valentine's Day. First of all, welcome to the morning show. You're on with Todd and me. Hey, hey, Todd. Hey, Dieter. Hey, Ryan. How Whoa, are you? I like wow, Dieter. Dieter. How about that? I love it. You know, people that know me call me Dieter, so Ryan and I are going to have to go grab a drink or something. All right, Ryan. So I want to ask you, do you have a favorite love song? Yes, I do. What is it? It's Day By Your Side. You think I'd leave Todd, this is a dreamy pack. I'm, I'm glad I'm sitting on the other side of the anchor desk this morning. I think it's fogging up in here, Ryan. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what does that even mean? This is a great song. All right, Ryan, my follow-up question are, is this. Are you in love this Valentine's Day, or do we need to hook you up with someone? No, I am in love, <laughs> and I am engaged uh, to the woman of my dreams, uh, Brooke McIntosh. Brooke. Brooke. Brooke is a lucky woman, isn't she, Todd? Look at Ryan. He gave her a shout-out on radio. Uh, this is pretty impressive. All right, Ryan. Well, happy to announce that your name is in this drawing. Stand by for Monday because we're going we're gonna to announce the winner of these four prizes. And Todd brought some of them and what you can expect from the nutrition bar. Yeah, that's a pretty cool place. But Ryan, I'm thinking, I mean, you've got some great choices. Collierville Spy, you've got the candy from Dinstals. Uh, are you are you hoping is there one thing that really has your uh, has your eye? Oh yeah, yeah. I think she would love that uh spy package. Uh I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, it separates you, right, from the other guys out there that just do oh, the, yeah. you know, a a card from Walmart is nice, but we can do better. We can step it up for girls like Brooke. All right. Oh, yeah. Ryan, thank you for dropping by the show this morning, hanging out with us, and have a happy Valentine's Day, all right? All right, you too. Have right. a good show. All right, good luck, too, on the drawings. And good luck on the engagement. You just you just like made every guy out there who just got the card feel very <laughs> inferior. Get the card, 
but get something else. That's not cutting it for women these days. I know this person. Okay, Todd. So let's roll through some headlines. Wow. Do you want to start with a couple different stories? I'll give you the option this morning. Do we want to talk about the pro-Hamas supporters shutting down commerce, or do we want to start with the mayor sitting down with Fox 13 and crime? Yeah, I think we need to talk about the mayor. Okay. So he was on with Fox 13. I guess they are going to roll out a new segment every Monday of the month. He drops by. And they ask him about crime, and he says he is going to have a holistic approach to it. That would mean a lot of preventive measures. Cut 18. So, so how do we achieve that? Because our homicide rate, it's 30-plus yeah. already. Yeah, and we're just, you know, we're, we're a week into the second month of the year. I, I think the way that we achieve it is we get the shooters off the streets. And, you know, our police force is working very, very hard to identify those that are committing these crimes. We need to uh, increase our clearance rate, meaning that we find the perpetrators in more instances than not. Uh, And so that's part of what our efforts are, are stepping up our investigative services to ensure that we are getting those individuals off the streets. I know everybody wants to see that. 100%. Like yesterday. Yeah, like yesterday. Oh, God. That's Fox? That's Fox 13. Okay. So on the other side of that audio that you just heard, here was how he's going to do it. And then we'll come back to you. Because crime according to our mayor and police chief, is going down. Can you feel it? Cut 17. I know everybody wants to see that. 100%. Like yesterday. Yeah, like yesterday. <laughs> I, I definitely want to see it. Um, and, you know, I, I believe in a holistic form of public safety. Obviously, uh, we want to make sure that we're doing the suppression, that we're getting the bad guys. We're also going to be investing in intervention and prevention, and you'll hear more about those things uh, as we move forward. But right now, our focus has to be dropping the number of violent crimes that we see in our city. And we, we've seen some progress over the last six months where uh, overall the numbers have gone down. But hearing those numbers doesn't mean anything to someone who just lost a family member. So crime is going down. It's not. And, and no. we know that because of the Stop Memphis crime page. We know that crime is not going down. I'm telling you, if I hear the word prevention one more time, I'm going to to lose my mind. We don't have the luxury, Todd, in a place like Memphis to be talking about solving systemic racism to address crime, systemic poverty. That's what they want to talk about as opposed to enforcing the laws that are on the books right now. Well, an argument could be made. There is systemic racism in Memphis, but it's not directed at the black community. Mm. It's directed at the white community. Yeah. So, I mean, if you really want to have that conversation, Mr. Mayor, but I don't think he wants to. And again, that's not even a conversation we need to be having. The issue is unleashing the police so they can do their their job. Well, he says he will not be following the Senator Brent Taylor's legislation, which is to go to the state and say, these ordinances passed by the city council will tie the hands of law enforcement. Take a listen to this and cut 20. Mayor, we seem to have this divide now. Some hardliners, I'll call them, in Nashville (laughs) want to get tough on crimes. And some cities around the country 
say, look, let, let's not stop everybody for a busted taillight. Where do you stand on that? Yeah, well, uh, well, one, I stand for local control. Uh, I believe that it's important for municipalities like Memphis to be able to make the laws that are going to define how we govern our city. Uh, with regards uh, to the ordinances that are in question, uh, the city council has spoken. The people of our communities uh, came down back and forth to city council during that time period. And this was the result of uh, a lot of dialogue around how we mend um, a broken community. And I think it's important for us to honor uh, what council has passed and what the community has asked for. And most importantly, uh, local control here in Memphis. So he's going to follow the ordinances passed by the city council not take directives by the hardliner. So what is the word? I'm looking at this anchor. The question the anchor asked um, about it, what hardliners? Hardliners who want to stop Memphis crime. Who, who, uh, what is the biblical word? I'm looking at who was that dumbass? <laughs> I mean, that's outrageous. I mean, the idea that, oh, and you're going to get tough on crime. So we don't want to be tough on crime. I, I think take a hard look at where the city is right now. This is what a city looks like. When you're not tough on crime, when you do handcuff the police. No, I mean, who is instructing? And I don't want to just bash every journalist in the city, but right there, he should have jumped in. First of all, he's showing his the fact that he is very subjective. He is opinion at this point, though yeah. they claim to be objective. Just claim that you're a Democrat and you're an activist. That's fine. But he did get some pushback on uh, on the side of the I-40 bridge takeover because the Fox 13 anchor then jumped in and said, hey, listen, what about those people that kept the bridge open? Should there be arrests? Here was his response, 36 or 26 or 21. It was shut down for a couple of hours. Yeah. No one was arrested and people are asking why. We know you're not in law enforcement. What are your thoughts on that? Was that the right thing? Yeah, well, well, our goal was to make sure that there were no injury, injuries, that uh, traffic got back flowing. Uh, I want to commend uh, MPD, uh, the State Highway Patrol from both Arkansas and uh, Tennessee, Shelby County uh, Sheriff's Department, all worked together to ensure that everybody got off the bridge safely. And uh, the biggest thing for us was safety, and uh, we achieved it. So smashing success. No, it wasn't safety because you had people literally marching on a bridge. I mean, those people could have been run over. I mean, they could have because I mean, at some point, you know, they jumped in front of the in front of the cars. But actually, uh, and this went underreported. There were actually motorists who were part of this, and they intentionally stopped the flow of traffic uh, so the um, so the 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 domestic terrorist could storm the bridge. That is an interesting question and point you raise. What were the logistics behind this? Because I did think that through while I was on the bridge. How did a couple of activists stop semi-trucks? Like, do That's they, how do you they just march it. right up to the front of uh, the bumper of a, of a truck? So there's video out there of other motorists who were pointing it out saying, hey, these people are a part of all of this. And they were actually in their cars and they had slowed down. So they literally stopped the flow of traffic on the bridge. So my question is, who gave those orders? And if the mayor gave those orders, in the, the mayor should be removed from office. Because that is unacceptable. 
uh, that sort of lack of leadership, that is unacceptable. Because the win for them was that there was no injuries. I want to know, who are you representing? Are you representing the activists? Or are you representing the thousands of people that we do know, the woman that had to be airlifted, she was injured. Just think about this, Ben. The mayor said nothing about those thousands of motorists because they're not the victims here, right? So the media no. and the mayor believe the true victims are the domestic terrorists who stormed in the bridge. Let's go to the phone line. Kathy has some thoughts on all of this. Kathy, welcome to the morning show. What's on your mind? Hey, I'm just thinking about the whole bridge debacle here. There's some things I've heard about this that really bother me, and that is that the uh, this attorney's daughter and her husband are pretty much the founders of the activity over, you know, for, the, for yesterday mm-hmm. or Sunday on the bridge. And the constant chant about wiping all the Jews off the face of the earth, uh, gee, that's what are, what, what are they going to do in Memphis? You know, Memphis has or used to have. Now, I'm quoting a figure from the late 1980s. But in the late 1980s, we had more Jewish people here in Memphis per capita than any other city in the nation. Now, I don't know if that has changed or dropped down, but it, it what so what are we going to do with all the Jewish Memphians? They don't count. Um, they're supposed to be killed. Uh, and so that then means we know what the Muslims do with Christians. They kill them immediately, and anybody they let live, they cut their throat so they can never say the name of Jesus audibly again. Well, Kathy, I will say this. Um, yeah, the, the Muslims, uh, they, they don't like uh, the Jews. They don't like the Christians. They don't like gay people. Uh, so they're coming after everybody. And look, they, they say there are moderate Muslims out there. I would love to meet them. We've we've invited them to come on my show if if we could find them. Uh, but um, to date, nobody has taken us up on, on that offer. But I can tell you this, Kathy, and we appreciate your call. Um, I will say this that uh, this was a very well-organized thing. And Ben, as we we know for a fact, because Earl Farrell was able to find the information, that this was well-planned. So the city knew about this, and and the mayor's office allowed this to happen. Mm -hmm. They did. He did. And to add a little bit of meat to what Kathy just said, we still have a thriving Jewish population in town. We do. It's huge. And what disrespect that the mayor and the police chief, all of our city leaders, are showing to or, towards our Jewish friends. And D.A. Mulroy's um, daughter uh, is, I cannot remember his name, and I always mispronounce it, Mohammed uh, <laughs> Musa Lakahaka. I don't know. But anyway, and I don't know uh, what their involvement is. But um, Can I keep you around for two more minutes? Sure. Because we've got to go to break. Because okay. the producer, producer Dylan, is going to cut us off. All right, Uh-oh. 901-260-5926. We're taking your calls, your thoughts on it. 901-260-KWIM. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the morning show. Hold in, Todd, for one extra segment because we've got to address the elephant in the oh, room, Lord. which was the fact that the station owner, I don't know, did you <laughs> did you butt dial your producer? What's no, going I, on? I, so there <laughs> quiet. Let me share this with the audio. This is ridiculous. This audio, and then you can respond. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. So there is a voice memo. That was recorded and, and, and is now being sent around in the ranks and file of Starnes Media Group. Stop. I got this voicemail that was heard by his executive producer. She sends it over. 
He goes, Todd just sent me this. He, I think, was trying to call me, but this is what I heard. Take a listen to this in cut number 13. All right now, you'll win. You'll register to win a giant chocolate heart. <laughs> Stop. It's insane. Stop. What is going on, Todd? Valentine's fun. So. Call no. right now. Call right now. Oh, you gotta let this play out. <laughs> Hey, so it's me. Valentine's fun on K Wayne. Be listening for your chance to call in. <laughs> so first of all, oh I didn't God. know you had the soprano in you. You've got a low voice. I'm listening. You can have a high <sighs> note up there. What happened, Todd? We've got to address this, <laughs> this audio. Is ridiculous. I feel I Exposed. feel like I have been yes, ambushed. Okay. This is terrible. So were you doing an advertising package or just doing yeah, some so karaoke? We're getting ready for our huge Valentine's Day extravaganza um, with our partners, Collierville Spa and Dinstals and the Pews nutrition bar. and the Nutrition Bar. Okay. And uh, we were trying to come up with some clever music to play and come up with some some advertising. And so I just, I was, we were playing Love American Style. Do we actually have the song Love American Style? We'll get it and I love that. So, with that. so that's like my favorite show from the 70s okay but and i just got anyway i didn't realize my phone was sitting by the side and i guess i accidentally called grace baker (laughs) and it went to voicemail and i had no idea you have to watch yourself todd there are people that would love to have that audio (sighs) and we just shared it with the entire south all right thank you for clearing that Mm -hmm. up we can lay that to rest and talk about got a couple messages i know so uh, the question (laughs) That was raised in the last segment, and it's going to be difficult to transition to this, but how disrespectful for the mayor to just cater to a small group of activists when we have not only a large Jewish population, but both of our congressmen here, Todd, are Jewish. So these these activists, and they're titled Memphis Voices for Palestine, they, they said that not only did they want to commandeer the bridge to cost the city $20 million, But this is all about Congressman Steve Cohen. Take a listen. Cut 15. And just so y'all know, the main reason why we're out here today, other than just Palestine and shutting down this bridge, is we want folks to know about Congressman Steve Cohen. He's done for. 17 years is enough. Not to mention the fact he's a white man when this city of Memphis is majority black people. It's time to get a black person in our Congress. It's time to get a person who will not profit off of war, who will not profit off of genocide, and will not lie to you about it. And Congressman Cohen has been lying to us for 17 years about how he profits off of war and genocide. That man be kosher. He be kosher. We want we a chocolate congressman. <laughs> what on earth? First of we, all, she's, you can tell she's barely breathing. She had to... Is she Walk a up the white ramp. woman? Yeah, she, <laughs> yeah. she needs to come back on the... Uh, She's a large march, as we would say, oh in the dear. building. I know. And the, the nutrition bar. They can work that out. <laughs> Todd, Congressman Cohen is Jewish. Oh, yeah. No wonder he's not mm-hmm. siding with Hamas. This has been the one area where I've agreed with the Kentucky Fried Chicken guy. But... <laughs> but he's of the Caucasian persuasion. He so be, doesn't matter. He'd be a honky... <laughs> You're not all. Can I not say that? No. Oh, I'm sorry. No. My apologies. You own this station. That, I do, that but works. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll, re, I'll self-report. 
But the problem is he's not a chocolate. He's not chocolate, right? Isn't that what we've been told? I mean, that's what Mayor Ray Nagin said, right? That what he New said? Orleans, New Orleans, going to always be a chocolate city. Oh. We got our. By the way, what you saw on that bridge Saturday was our swagger and soul. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Go, go drink your nutrition bar drink. Did you get anything? Uh, yeah, I got Did something. You I got the Elvis. The, you got me the mango mama. I got the Elvis. What is that? It's chocolate and banana and um, a lot of protein. <laughs> Fantastic. By the way, there's new legislation coming from Governor Bill Lee, and they're titling it the Elvis Act, and it would basically protect... Um, musical rights. Well, I'm glad he's protecting something because he's not doing squat for Memphis. <laughs> all right. We've got to carry Todd out of the building. All right. Go downstairs. We'll be listening to your national show coming up at 11 o'clock today. More on the other side with State Senator Brent Taylor. Don't go away. Special thank you to one more person. This year, this time, last year looked really different for Maria and for me. After receiving a challenging diagnosis just six months earlier, Maria had just completed her chemotherapy and was preparing for sorry, a bone marrow transplant. So last year, for the first time since I became governor, Maria was not here. She didn't attend the State of the State address in person. That night, we did not know how remarkable her healing journey was going to be. Maria and I want to thank you tonight and all across the state for your love, for your encouragement, most of all for your prayers for healing. And I want to thank you, Maria, for all that you do for me, for all that you do for Tennessee, and for being you. Thank you. A touching moment at last night's State of the State address delivered by Governor Bill Lee. Our next guest was in the audience, State Senator Brent Taylor. A a touching moment there to get that update on the First Lady of of Tennessee, Mr. Taylor. It is, and you know, it's all the more remarkable, and by the way, thanks for for having me, Ben. It's all the more remarkable when you look at at the governor's um, uh, history, if you will. You know, his first wife was killed in a tragic accident, uh, left him with, with small children at the time, and then he meets Maria, and, and they become a family, and then she I got this horrible cancer diagnosis, and, and for her to, to come through that, um, all the while living in public life and as, as first lady and him as governor, uh, it really is. It shows what a remarkable person uh, Governor Lee is. Look, we we can agree uh, with the governor. We can disagree with the governor, but all of us, I think, can agree that that he is a devoted family man that loves his children and loves his his wife. And and uh, for that, I think uh, that's all we can ask for in a governor. Someone that's a committed family person. Yeah, and when you look at the activists across the state of Tennessee, how much they hate the governor, that may be his biggest endorsement. I was watching the state of the state last night. They would not shut up. That's the difference between Republicans and Democrats, conservatives, the progressives. We may disagree with people on the other side of the aisle, but it's not disrespectful. We do it in a way that is common sense 
and mature. And I just I was really disgusted by the fact that it was so distracting, I'm sure, to the governor, but also those in attendance at last night's state of the state of dress to just be interrupted continuously through the entire thing. Anyways, that was no, I, I agree. And, you know, the people that continue to do that, if they cared at all about their message, they would quit being the messenger. Uh, because whatever your position is, it's so rude and obnoxious and inappropriate for the time that uh, you actually alienate people from your message rather than drawing them to your message. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. Speaking of obnoxious, obnoxious messengers, we'll talk about the Voices for Palestine, the local group here that shut down traffic for two hours, of course, that being on Saturday with the commandeering of the I-40 bridge. So here they are. I pulled this audio and they knew what they were doing. They knew it was illegal. Last hour we played that they had their bail bondsmen ready to go. The legal team on standby. Take a listen. Cut 16. I'm back on my Facebook live real quick just to show y'all what our actual plan was. MVP just took over the Memphis, Arkansas bridge. We're going to shut down. First time since 2016 since anyone has ever been able to shut down this bridge. Uh, I'm walking up there right now. I will not be on the bridge the whole time, unfortunately. But, Hunter, yeah, you want to say something I on MVP? I'm proud of these young organizers. You know, their voice is definitely going to be heard. It's the only bridge open today. So I would guesstimate this is close in commerce, $20 million an hour. Y'all hear that? We're going to cost the city $20 million an hour being on this bridge. voice to be heard. That's how you do it. You shut down right. commerce. You f- with their money. You know. Right. So free, free Palestine. Thank you, Hunter. Thank you, Hunter. So costing our city $20 million, they knew about this. This had been planned for a week in advance. They did it in 2016. Here we are in 2023. This can never happen again, Senator. I agree. And, you know, the, the thing about it is they're saying it cost the city $20 million. It didn't cost the city Twenty million dollars. It paid. It, it cost hardworking Memphians who are simply trying to operate their businesses and to get their goods and services across the river. It cost them twenty million dollars. And and again, for for these people to think for a moment that uh, they could shut down a bridge over the Mississippi River and Memphis, Tennessee, and somehow that's going to create a ceasefire in the Middle East only goes to show you that we're not dealing with Einstein's cousins. (laughs) And they're so misguided and misinformed that they don't know the difference between their wrath and a hole in the ground. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you're exactly right. So how do we make sure this doesn't happen again? I was listening to your interview on N2, and then I know you joined Earl on the Earl Farrell for Memphis show. So I'm reading where you want to launch an investigation or call on the TBI to investigate this, why it happened, and potential consequences. And what's fascinating for our our, our listeners out there, maybe not aware of this, you had actually filed legislation a week ago, correct me if I'm wrong, before this even transpired over the Mississippi River. That's correct. And and aren't you impressed I can see around the corner? What? Do you have a crystal ball? What's going on? (laughs) No, I tell you, Ben, it's better to be lucky than smart. Um, I uh, actually worked on that bill uh, over the summer, 
And uh, and I was really hoping to accomplish two things. One, I wanted to put a stop to what we've seen um, a lot, and that's these cars that are doing the donuts and spinning out and, and drifting in the intersections and on the interstate and in the front of firehouses. Uh, and I, I wanted to put a stop to that because we've all seen the images of them doing that, and there's normally an occupant of the car hanging out uh, with a with a uh, automatic uh, weapon. And so I wanted to put a stop to that because it's dangerous not only for the participants, but for those who've been stopped in traffic if one of those cars careens out of control. Uh, but while I was writing the bill, uh, I knew that the bridge had been uh, frequented by protesters, and I knew that this would probably happen again. So I wanted to make sure that we uh, put a bill in place that would uh, make that bridge not a frequent target. And so what this bill does is it does two things. One, it it increases from a misdemeanor to a felony, anybody that, that blocks a vehicular traffic. And the second thing it does is it creates a private cause of action should somebody that stopped in that traffic, uh, should they be injured in a way, in any way, that they can then sue the organizers of the protest. Let me give you an example. If, if that bill had been in place for this past weekend, they they stopped the, the traffic on the bridge. There were people who over in eastern Arkansas were trying to get to our hospitals, mm-hmm. and God forbid, had one of those persons died, they would then be able to sue the organizers of that protest for damages. And so this bill will hold uh, people who want to do illegal protests, it will hold them accountable in two ways, one criminally and secondly civilly. And I think that will send a message and be a deterrent to these people who want to organize these illegal protests uh, that really uh, do nothing other than are annoyance to uh, those who are just simply trying to live their lives. Yeah. Speaking of $20 million costing taxpayers in Memphis, why don't we slap them with a $20 million lawsuit? The city of Memphis v. Voices for Palestine. That's what I'd love to see. All right, let's move on because... Well, go ahead. I, ben, I will, I will say I sent a letter to the TBI asking them to investigate to see if... if uh, because I was upset no uh, arrests were made. So I've asked the TBI to investigate to see if uh, arrests are still warranted once they do their investigation and they need to be prosecuted mm-hmm. with the exception of me because i was with them but i was a journalist i didn't have my press credentials because i was out on a run i guess i was lucky all right um well, if you get a call from jig or hoover you, you let me know all right good stuff so you were called a hardliner or you and fellow republicans in the state house because you have introduced legislation that would basically have the state step in and crack down on anti-police ordinances, as I would describe them. Here was an exchange on Fox 13 with the new mayor on these anti-police ordinances. Take a listen. We'll get your response in Cut 20. Mayor, we seem to have this divide now. Some hardliners, I'll call them in Nashville, (laughs) want to get tough on crimes. And some cities around the country Say, look, let, let's not stop everybody for a busted tail light. Where do you stand on that? Yeah, well, uh, well, one, I stand for local control. Uh, I believe that it's important for municipalities like Memphis to be able to make the laws that are going to define how we govern our city. Uh, with regards uh, to the ordinances that are in question, uh, the city council has spoken. The people of our communities uh, came down back and forth to city council during that time period, and this was the result of 
uh, a lot of dialogue around how we mend um, a broken community. And I think it's important for us to honor uh, what council has passed and what the community has asked for, and most importantly, uh, local control here in Memphis. All right, I'll get your response, then we'll wrap up. Yeah, no, I I, um, I heard the interview, and uh, I, I simply disagree. I, the mayor said that uh, that Memphians had gone down to the city council and uh, had requested those ordinances. Uh, I, I just simply disagree. Uh, there was a minority of people with really large and loud voices that went down there, uh, and one of those ordinances passed. Uh, most Memphians that I hear from, they want the police to be able to do routine traffic stops. They want to take the handcuffs off of our police and put the handcuffs on the criminals where they belong. The one thing I have been surprised at the most since I have talked about uh, banning cities from from uh, from uh, banning these uh, routine traffic stops, one of the things I have uh, really been surprised at is the number of, of African-Americans who have called me and said, thank you for what you're doing. Wow. Uh, we are the ones that are the victims of crime, and we need the police to be able to do their job. So I, I really believe that the city council and uh, the uh, African-American leaders in Memphis, I believe they're missing the mark. I believe that Memphians, regardless of race, they are demanding that the police be able to do their job. And I and the General Assembly are going to take the handcuffs off the police so they can put them on the criminals. And if that means you're a hardliner that want to, quote, get tough on crime, good. Because most Memphians and Mid-Southerners, we've got your back, all right? So keep on fighting. Thanks for dropping by. Well, I, I, I tell you, I want to be the hardliner so that we don't have people with flat lines. Yeah. Uh, because that's, our community is suffering. I mean, there was another uh, employee of St. Jude that was murdered yesterday. And uh, if it means I have to be a hardliner to try to bring some sanity back to our community, then call me the hardliner. All right. Good stuff. All right, Senator Hardliner, we'll get back to work. Thank you for dropping by. More on the other side, taking your calls and comments. 901-260-5926. We'll be right back. All right, so let's rip through a couple headlines and wrap up the show. And we'll have fun with this one because I always have a stack of stories. You hear me talk about this stack. And so many times we get done with the morning show and I'm like, where's our third hour? Maybe we make it three hours again because this used to be a three-hour show and we just run out of time and I have all of this fun material. So let's start with a school bathroom in Connecticut. Dylan Dandridge here in studio. Pulled him in real quick to react to some of these headlines. Dylan, let's roll through these. So... We've lost common sense in our country, and maybe it is high school boys that will restore that common sense. In Connecticut, there was a school there that um, they just got slapped with a new mandate coming out of the state. And what the state said is we are going to have all gender bathrooms, and that means we're going to put tampon dispensers in boys' bathrooms. Mm. So it goes into the school bathroom on a Wednesday at 9 o'clock. By 9.45, it had been torn off the wall. Report is there were tampons scattering the floor. The boys destroyed it in less than, what, 20 minutes. As they should. Of course they should. But the students are now in trouble. They're facing disciplinary actions, as reported by local media stations there. The 
School principal. Think of this as a school principal. What a beta male Mark is. He said that this is an egregious instance of vandalism and destruction of property. So he's going after all of these high school boys. Now, I was looking at the actual, the dispenser, and they were celebrating this as this is an all-gender bathroom in one day, blah, 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 blah. If this was a, first of all, as a kid in school, they should not have to be thinking about these things. Second of all, it just on its face does not make sense. But again, when you say that biological boys can be a biological girl, then I guess you have to cater to this. This is a win for high school boys. I hope they do it again because they put it back up. Yeah. seems like guys just being guys too. Yeah. I mean, they see something they're like, oh, this is not meant for guys. <laughs> of course. <laughs> We're going to rip this apart. Exactly. So again, maybe we'll start a GoFundMe page and we will pay their legal be- uh, their bills mm-hmm. for for vandalizing the tampon dispensary. Free the boys. Case. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, an update on a case we've been following in, I believe this was Tupelo, Mississippi. The 10-year-old boy that got in trouble for publicly urinating at the courthouse. Remember this story? His mom had been on probation. So the mom is inside the courthouse speaking with her probation officer. The boy had to use the bathroom. So the boy goes to a tree out back. He uses the bathroom. He gets around. The 10-year-old gets arrested for peeing. He's 10. He's 10 years old. Anyways, a huge legal victory because they dropped all of the cases against this young little guy. That's great. Now, he did have to face some consequences. He had to write a paper on, um, who was it? The, Kobe Bryant. That was his oh, punishment. I remember this. He had to write a research paper on Kobe Bryant. What a cruel and unusual punishment. <laughs> Um, it's not that bad. Speaking of basketball players, Shaq yeah. is making a lot of headlines. Shaquille O'Neal. That's right. So he has a podcast. Didn't know that. But mm-hmm. I saw this story and he's facing some backlash because here is what he had to say. Cut 36. Or um, excuse me. Cut number 10. Did you open up to a woman? Yeah. Never. No. Never. When's the last time you think you've opened up to a woman? We don't. Your whole life, bro. I'm telling you, we got players like like I, I could me and him related. Yeah, it's not first time me, yeah, but I, I can just, tell you yeah, guys, there's no, some connection here. Oh no, they are gonna tell you you can't because you know why? But it's a trap. Because you know why? I'm trapped no, no. like a motherfucker. No, I'm, I'm gonna tell you why. Because <laughs> once you do, whenever something go down, they are gonna throw it back in your face. We apologize about that. Hopefully we got that dumped. Um, so anyways, facing a lot of backlash because he says, guys, do not open up to women anymore because if they do, they will throw that back in your face. <laughs> it seems like someone needs to send a cockroach to their ex. I know. I'm thinking, okay, that's not all women. Now, there could be a girlfriend out there that if you open up to them, think of that. You open up and you talk to them about something in your life and then you get in a fight and a girl throws it back at you. That's not cool. But that's, I don't think most women do that. Well, that's more of a judgment on your part, like picking that woman. Mm-hmm. And also, is Shaq the best it, person <laughs> for relationship advice? Well, that's what a lot of people are saying. Mm-hmm. He's, he's seen a couple people throughout his life. Yeah. We don't have time to play this audio, but O.J. Simpson tends to agree with him. <laughs> he also is now in all of it. Again, O.J. Simpson should not be your dating expert. You need to be talking to a therapist. It's just unbelievable. Babe, don't talk to women, O.J. <laughs> Yeah, you of all people are not allowed to have an opinion on this. Lastly, and most importantly, because, yes, we've talked about Valentine's Day. 
Shamrock shakes are back at Mickadies. Heck yeah. Do you like a Shamrock shake? I've never had one. What? It sounds refreshing. Guys, Dylan has never had a Shamrock Wait, shake have before. have you? I've had millions of them. <laughs> millions? They're so good. They are the best milkshake that McDonald's has. And I will stand on that statement. If their machine works. Well, that's true. <laughs> so the, the shakes are back in the country. Is, is last check, February 5th. They rolled them back. They're also returning their Oreo shamrock shake. So you know they do the Oreo shakes mm. as well. But it has a hint of mint. Oh, no. You don't like mint? My mom likes mint. Did you not know that the shamrock shake was mint? No, dude. Just I've never a, had a shamrock. You've just seen the green color. So shamrock shake. is the mint. Because it comes from the shamrock, the little clover. <laughs> the I more you know. So did you know that that is made from their soft serve ice cream? If, in fact, it is actually servable mm-hmm. and their machines work. It's blended with a mint syrup and topped with whipped topping. So there you go. It's a no. After the show, we go get shamrock shakes. But if you don't like mint, you're not going to like the shamrock shake. I'm going to stick to the regular Oreo. Okay. All right. And Keep with, mint out of ice cream. And with that, that wraps up the show. Dylan Dandridge, everyone, and you guys out there, thank you for dropping by, hanging out with us. Tomorrow we have a full show lined up. Congressman Andy Ogles will be coming by the show at 735. Then Senator Marsha Blackburn, we're going to do a pre-tape and air that in hour number two. In the meantime, give us a follow on all of our social media pages. We are growing by leaps and bounds. You can find that at Mighty990 on X, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Also, would be remiss to throw out the opportunity for you to download our free KWM app. And I'm rolling at this whole thing with OJ Simpson. We've got to take a final break, wrap up the show. We'll see you guys starting tomorrow morning at 7.